When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Red October, Big Game Bob, Torrance taking it to the house, and Oklahoma winning the Big 12 title and its seventh national championship. The 2000 season is one that will never be forgotten, and the Orange Bowl against Florida State in Miami served as the perfect final chapter for one of the greatest seasons in college football history. This is the Legacy Series. The story of the 2001 Orange Bowl, OU versus Florida State for the national championship. I mean, it was just, you know, a lot of pent-up energy, frustration, you know, a lot of disrespect thrown our way at the team. It drove the hell out of us. It drove the hell out of us. And hearing the media say, you're going to get blown out. The Sooner Sports Podcast presents the Sooner Legacy Series, the stories behind the greatest moments and individuals in Oklahoma Sooner history. Now, here's your host, Toby Rowland. Welcome to the Legacy Series. I'm Toby Rowland. And I'm Chris Plank. In this episode, we'll look back on the 2001 Orange Bowl and some of the memorable stories surrounding the lead into the game. The incredible in-game moments with the help of the Sooner Radio Network and the legendary Bob Berry Sr. and Coach Merv Johnson. And of course, the coin toss, where Torrance was there to get his boys trophy. But before we focus on the game, let's talk about the moment. The moment when they knew that this Oklahoma team was special. For some, it was as early as the offseason, like Josh Norman. The summer before wow. and the UTEP. Wow. Yeah, man. 
I, I'm a firm believer that like that belief doesn't come when you're down 14-0 against Nebraska. You know, like if, if you're trying to find that belief at that time, it's too late. Um, and so uh, I'll, I'll tell this story, and I tell it all the time. But it was after a long, uh, grueling day of summer workouts. I, Coach Schmidt just put us through the ringer. We were dead tired, and I believe it, you know, it was probably like me, Andre Wolfolk, Damian Mackey, Curtis Fagan. Um, and uh, we were sitting there just dog tired. And it, it was almost, the way I remember it is like we all had the same thought at the same time. Probably didn't happen that way, but somebody said, if we don't win the national championship this year, I'm not coming back next summer. <laughs> you know, because this is like, if, if we got to do all of this hard work, we better win the national championship or it's, or it's all for not. And so, you know, like that mentality that belief started then. It's like, man, if we gonna put in this much work, like this is worth the national championship. And Torrance Marshall. I'm always gonna look at the the whole journey, right? Um, you know, um, of how everything ended after the Independence Bowl and what we did from that day moving forward until we played the uh, national championship game. Um, you know, a lot of guys work their tails off and you know the coaches coach their tails off and um, you know we just believed in each other um, all that hard work and all that stuff that we did after the Independence Bowl that spring that summer um, leading up into the season um, you know a lot of guys well the whole team brought in, brought into what we needed to do and we were all on the same page uh, as far as our work ethic, how we were going to approach every week, every game, every practice. And, um, you know, it was just wonderful to see, just looking back on it, um, how everything played out. It, it was just it was just a beautiful thing, it, especially if you were there from the beginning inside the program like I was. For others like Andre Woolfolk, that moment of belief came after beating Nebraska. That was a spot where, cause just because that was the first time I think any of us picked our head up and understood what was going on. We had the Texas game going on. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is gonna be tough, it's gonna be tough, and then somehow it was the worst version of Texas that we ever that we had ever seen at that point. I'm like, okay, that was crazy. So you know, we go to K State. I'm like, man, you know, we were in some bad spots, getting punts blocked and stuff, and somehow we still ended up winning. And it was kind of handily towards the end. That's kind of crazy. And then the Nebraska game came, and let me tell you. Like I told you, I said it before, I can't remember what it was. We were down 14-0 halfway through the first quarter, and we were doing the math real quick. And we're going to be down about 70 before we know this. This is not going to be good. There's there's no way this is playing out well. And, of course, the defensive guy's like, man, just do your job. Like, we got our stuff. Just do your job. I'm like, oh, okay. Basically, we get told to shut up on the sideline. And uh, sure enough, as I spoke that, we never scored a point. Another point? Oh, what? <laughs> I like, I don't know what just happened, but the defense decided they weren't going to give up anything else, and the offense decided we can move the ball now, and everything clicked from there, and then, of course, the game ends, and then the sea of people come on there, and that's the day that I mostly found out where the national championship game was because oranges are raining down. I'm like, oh, my God. I guess this is for the national championship game. This is crazy. Like, there's a moment of clarity of, 
man, you guys are on top, and there's no dodging it now. As it did for freshman linebacker Teddy Lehman. I think it all really hit whenever the Nebraska game, whenever the oranges started flying onto the field. Because it's like, up until that point, it's just like head down, grind. Are we good? I don't know. I feel like we're good. I, I think we're good. I mean, we've won some good games. I mean, it, it does have that feeling, but you didn't know, and you really didn't know what that held until people started throwing, you know, oranges on the field. And it's like, oh, that's where the national championship is this year. People think that's where we're going. Holy crap. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it was that moment right there, that Nebraska game. That was the time whenever all of a sudden this team, I think, finally took a look at themselves and said, uh, we're pretty good. We can win. We can beat anyone that we're, we're lined up against. And for others like JT Thatcher, it was even after Red October. After, after we beat A&M, being down, being, being down 11 points going to the fourth quarter, and uh, offense, you know what I'm saying, doing what they did, and Torrance Marshall picking that, picking that pass off. So we had a team meeting, no coaches allowed, you know what I'm saying? So this is what we're going to do now. If you're in, in. If you're not, get the hell out. Regardless of when that moment of belief hit, the Sooners had finished the regular season undefeated, beaten Kansas State twice, including in the Big 12 title game, and had clinched a spot in the Orange Bowl to play for the national championship. But even as the Big 12 championship was being celebrated, Team captain Chris Hammonds knew bigger things were in store for this team. I, I can remember the the Big 12 championship when we won the Big 12 championship and after the game, the, the Orange Bowl committee comes in and tells you, you know, you're going to the Orange Bowl. And at the time, I thought that I would feel, I can remember thinking about this. Uh, I thought, well, we won one. They can't take away this Big 12 ring from us. And I thought, okay, that'll be satisfying enough. But I can just remember thinking, the Orange Bowl, forget this, we've got to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And there was no, I mean, no doubt in our minds as a team, everybody always says this because they can after the fact, you know, 2020. But I think we really, truly believed there was no chance we were going to lose against Florida State. And that was because, you know, our team was so tight at the time. We didn't really let a lot of the outside influences. Now we didn't have social media and telephones and all that kind of stuff either. So it was a little easier for us, but that was a, that's how I re remember it is. We just were, we went about each week, even the Orange Bowl, very businesslike, very much. We had one goal and that was to win the game and then we could celebrate. It's time to talk Sooner football. Welcome to the Sooner Tailgate Show. Here are your hosts, Mark Matthew and Merv Johnson. All I can say, ladies and gentlemen, is it has been a fantastic season. And the spectacle down here in Miami at Pro Player Stadium is certainly equal to the season. It is a spectacle with thousands of fans all over Miami. A traffic jam like you wouldn't believe and Pro Player Stadium decked out in its finest for the nation's premier football game of the entire season, the FedEx Orange Ball. The championship game, oh man. <laughs> uh, I remember distinctly hearing, uh, golly, a lot of a lot of the 
a lot of the weeks, Miami Hurricanes at the time were talking about how they were supposed to be in the game and how how we play football isn't like real football. And of course, you can't judge Big 12 versus other conferences and all that stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, what? what are they talking about, man? This sucks. So, like, we work so hard to do all these things. And of course, we're hearing about Chris Winky and how they're going to shred through our defense and all this stuff. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, there's no way that we can come out here and lay an egg. Uh, to the nation, basically, because at that point we had start playing in front of game day so many times. I'm like, there's no way we're going out here and get, getting embarrassed. No, no, it can't happen. <laughs> like, I don't care what happens. I don't care if it's a defensive game or if it's a shootout. There has to be a way that we can win this game. And, uh, and the whole message was, for the entire week, was do your job. <laughs> basically, do your 111. You have one job out of 11 people out there to do, or to to actually succeed and win your one-on-one. Make sure you do your job. The Sooners entered the Orange Bowl matchup with Florida State as a decisive underdog. To say that the disrespect for the Sooners' resume was high would be a massive understatement. The Seminoles had been the darling of the national media and featured Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Chris Winkie. It drove the hell out of us. Drove the hell out of us. Because, you know, we played Florida State, Kansas State, Kansas State twice, Nebraska, Texas, we were underdogs all, all game, every game. So there's no, there, there was no really no underdog talk, but you thought about it. You thought about it, you thought about it. And when you have Torrance Marshall, Rocky Calvin, Ramon Richardson, Ryan Fisher, Dan Cody, Corey Callen, Dante Jones, Cor- uh, Roy Williams, Mike Thompson, Dave Strait, Derek Strait, Brandon Everett, and myself, rest in peace, Brandon Everett. When you have those guys on the defensive, on the defensive side, saying and hearing the media said you're gonna get blown out well you saw what the score was last night we had several hundred fans join bob barry and you and yours truly in the lobby of the fountain blue hotel as we had a special edition of Sooner talk live and the thing is you said during that broadcast it has been a fabulous week of Sooner practice uh, it's as good as i've ever seen uh, probably the best i've ever seen for a bowl I think that uh, the very first practice was outstanding. Uh, they scrimmaged the first couple of days, uh, uh, feeling that they needed that to get used to being hit and the timing and everything. Obviously, uh, with tongue-in-cheek and uh, knocking on wood a little bit, if you hate to scrimmage for a game like this only a week in advance. But they were able to do it. I think it helped them. And normally in the bowl games, uh, when you come down here and it's warm and pretty and everything, your team the first couple of days is sluggish. Uh, it wasn't that way this year, Mark. Yeah, yeah from the start, uh, we were all business about our meetings, about our practice. Uh, sure, families are here, but we're you know they can go enjoy whatever Miami has to offer. But we're gonna we're gonna do our job and, and we're gonna do it well. I remember you know the first day because we had a little and we had an extra day or two. We scrimmaged. Uh, we went at each other, uh, good against good, offense against defense tackled, went full go uh, against each other the first day we got there to set the tone uh, that this game's going to be physical. Uh, we hadn't tackled or hit each other in about a month, you know, uh, uh, had, had a game to play, so we wanted to go at it, you know, right off the bat, and the players reacted to it really well. With the buildup nearing a crescendo, kickoff just moments away, Sooner Captain Torrance Marshall again provided maybe the most memorable pregame moment in Oklahoma Sooner history at the coin toss. 
among the captains with Torrance at the coin toss was Chris Hammond. <laughs> like always, we kind of, uh, we had a little bit of superstition, so we went out with the same captain pretty much each time. And uh, Torrance was, we were certainly fired up before the game. There's no doubt we were about to tear the doors off the place. And Coach gave a great kind of pump-up speech, which he, he's not, Coach Deuce was always kind of an even-kill guy, but he, we were fired up, there's no doubt. And we go out there and, it was surreal, you know, we're at the Orange Bowl and all I could think about was the games that I watched with my dad and brother when I was a little kid, the Orange Bowl, you know, and how that was so far away, you know, like it, it, the Orange Bowl was like, a, you know, famous football players and now I'm standing, you know, midfield and there's Denzel Washington was at the coin toss <laughs> and he just come out with like, I think it was the movie, The Hurricane, and I loved Denzel Washington, so I was just sitting there going, oh my gosh, Denzel Washington's right here. And then Torrance starts up on Winky, and I was like, oh boy, I, this this thing is really on right here. <laughs> it's, it's on. Uh, and and I and I agreed with him, you know, Josh should have won the Heisman that year, and, uh, and we certainly did our best to get his trophy back, so. I wasn't planning on uh, saying anything specifically to him, but um, I mean, it was just, you know, a lot of pent up energy, frustration, you know, a lot of disrespect thrown our way at the team. Um, and hell, by the time kickoff started, you know, I, I was dead ass. I'm sorry about that. I was dead serious when. Uh, <laughs> It's about fine. telling, you know, I was just, I was just serious about it. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, I thought about, you know, thought about what I was going to say. I wasn't, I wasn't like that, you know. Um, it wasn't to me. It wasn't a joke or anything like that. I didn't say it for, for it to be on YouTube and you know, a lot of people <laughs> see. You know, I was, you know, I, I said it because I meant it, and I knew our team was playing going to play like that. And I wanted to let them know that, you know, it was going to be a cakewalk the way they thought it was going to be. Torrance was dialed in. We were zoned in as a team as far as, you know, we were laser light focused on Florida State. And I was in the moment, I swear to you, I did not know Denzel Washington was throwing, did the coin toss until after the game. My, my, you know, my mom was like, "Did you see this?" I was like, Who? You know, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't see anybody on the sidelines. You know, they said there's a whole bunch of people there. I didn't see anybody on the sideline. I didn't notice anybody at the coin toss or nothing. So that's how focused I was at that particular moment. And uh, you know, as a team, I think we were focused in like that. You know, because. You know, we did everything as a as a team when we were on the field. Um, you know, so as a team, I think we were laser light, but we were all locked in a hundred percent. There wasn't anybody that wasn't on a hundred percent. So as far as me noticing people, I didn't. I really didn't notice people that watched and even did the coin toss. I really didn't. And we're about set to go, Murr, with this 
national championship game, Oklahoma versus Florida State. Right now, those players are kind of wasting energy trying to lead the crowd. I think the crowd's doing a fine job. <laughs> <laughs> and the place looks full. I don't see an empty seat anywhere. Uh, I don't think there's been uh, an empty ticket for a long, long time for this one. We're waiting for Doug Honig, the referee, to signal, and he does. Or actually, that's the umpire, Jim Augustin, who signals. We're ready to go. And the Oklahoma Sooners kicking off to Florida State. Here's the kickoff and the flash club splash and it's a high end over end kick into the end zone about five yard deep Gardner will touch it back. That's Coleman Gardner. So a nice kickoff to start it off for the Sooners and Florida State starts first and ten from their own 20 yard line. To the surprise of many, the first half was an all out defensive battle. Quick drop pass, tipped in the air and incomplete. Knocked down I believe on the left side by Corey Heineke. He's done that all year. I almost wish he hadn't tipped it. Straight was out there in the intercept position. Bobby was in great position out there. Third and six. Shotgun. Winky back to pass. Left plenty of time. Pump fakes. Pulls it down. Rolls to his right. Heineke is chasing him. And they'll sack him. He gets away. Now they get him at the 32-yard line. Corey Klein finally finished him off. Well, Merv, that has to be a coverage situation there. Winky had all day. And now a little extracurricular activities as uh, one of the Florida State linemen, Dorsey. He's just chatting with his old buddy, Florida Marshall, yeah. <laughs> Wolfhook is actually in the backfield, along with Griffin on either side. And now they shift, and Mackey, Savage, and Wolfhook go wide left, which is the wide side of the field. They're struggling, getting lined up. Back to pass is Hypo. He rushes forward. He races up. Quick pass. Caught the 25, 30, 35. Wolfolk to the 40. And he fumbles the ball way upfield. And there's a pile up at the... And make, uh, Florida State appears to have it at the Oklahoma 47. But that's what Florida State says. Let's see what the officials say. They got it. So the pass was completed at about the 25. And he broke upfield. Cut back toward the middle and was tackled hard. And the ball went... Knocked out and recovered by uh, Cleveland Thomas at the Oklahoma 47-yard line. Most unfortunate there. His defensive uh, player did a real good job of stripping the ball, I think. What I remember a lot, of course, is the bad always has to happen. Every time I had a fumble, which I had two fumbles that year, somehow Torrance Marshall found a way to get an interception in the ensuing drive. <laughs> I have no idea how it happened. <laughs> Not at all. Like he, find, he found a way to get the ball back. But without that, those type of plays and those type of players that are that are like-minded and also accountable for what they're trying to do, job-wise, whatever, then it's really hard to actually to get the breaks when they're coming because you're not individually driven. Under center is Chris Winky. I formation fakes the handoff, play action, fires a pass, intercepted at the 35 by Torrance Marshall at the 40. He cuts to his right to 44 <laughs> to the 45. He hits his own man and knocks. He hit Derek Strait, who got in the way. Did you see Ante? <laughs> but Derek Strait got in the way of Torrance Marshall and knocked him down. He threw it right to Torrance Marshall, so turned uh, turnovers back to back, Murph. What about that? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> we got the second one. That's what's so good about it. I tell you, Ante Jones drills somebody. I hope they hope they put it on a replay for <laughs> people watching on TV. <laughs> Gets the snap, backs up, looks, fires, caught at the 38. 
That's Norman to the 25-20, to the 15, to the 10-yard line. Josh Norman made a catch on a bullet pass from Hypo. And a gain from the 45 down to the 9-yard line, 36 yards. First down Oklahoma, their first in the game, by the way. Patrick Fletcher will hold. Slide angle to the left. This is the south end zone. Snap, ball down, kick booms through there, and it's good. Sooners on top, 3-0 on a 27-yard field goal. 7-16 to go first period. Wide receivers to both sides. Winky, a deep drop. Good protection. Rolls to his right, out of the pocket. Pump fakes. He's being chased, and he's knocked out of bounds short of the first down. And he was knocked out of bounds by Dan Cody, freshman. Boy, who turned on the speed and got Winky before he could get to the first down marker at the 30, knocked him out at about the 27. How do you like that pair of freshman ends, Bob? <laughs> Pretty good. Cody and Wilgerson. They've looked good on the last two plays. Shotgun formation. Josh back to pick. Shovel pass complete to the 40, 45, 50. Griffin down to the 45 and down to the 44-yard line. Boy, they set him up beautifully for that. As Quentin Griffin turned on the speed after he made the completion at the 45 in Sooner territory, got another 10 out of it. So a gain of about 12 yards, and this, well, maybe more than that, to the 44. Play clock at three, play clock at two, and he gets the snap away just in time. Back to pass, Heifel retreats very deep, throws a pass, it's intercepted at the nine-yard line, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, and that's Tate, Tate Cody makes the interception. Wolfolk brings him down, and that's help from Kempenick at the 27-yard line. Wow. Kind of forced that one and threw the interception, and that ends a possible sooner drive, which had picked up four first downs. They started from their own 27, got as far as the 15, but the INT turns it over. That one really hurt, Bob. He has he had as fabulous a drive to that point as I've ever seen him have, and he got just a little bit greedy at the tail end of that. He kind of meshed up improperly with the running back, which threw him off rhythm, and then he got outside, and he should have just thrown it out of the end zone. There's the snap. Winky aims on a handoff to Miner. Finds a little daylight, and then a great tackle one-on-one -on -one by Derek Strait at the 45. Looked like he was going to get some uh, running room around the right side, but it was a great tackle one-on-one -on -one by Derek Strait, who is a super tackler, and he gets only a yard of the 45. Sooners are doing some interesting things in the secondary, Bob. I'm sure you've noticed Satcher come running up. It's not really a blitz, but he's positioned himself right near the line of scrimmage, a linebacker, and they're bailing some other people out. I think that this is an effort to try to, uh, you know, keep Mr. Winky thinking and uh, keep him trying to figure out just exactly what they are playing back there. But it's maneuvers we really haven't seen out of the Sooners this fall. Pitch goes to Miner, sweeping left. Whoa, he is <laughs> Rocky Kalmus straight at him. Well, just knocked him backwards, really did. Straight had hold of his legs, I think, too, Bob. They really clobbered him. He, he got just back to the line of scrimmage. Morelli will try the field goal, excuse me, Merv, and it's uh, from this distance, he is 4 of 4 on the year. No angle, he's right in front of the goalpost, the south end. Snap, ball down, kick is a line drive, and he missed it off to the right. He line drive a terrible kick, really. Boy, that's something. You don't see that too often because he just shanked it something terribly, and I hate to use that word, being a golfer, but it went off to the right side. And it wasn't even close to being good, and it's a 3-0 sooner lead with seven and a half to go second period. How about them apples? Uh, that's, uh, that's a big, big sooner play. Maybe a little bit of that magic, who knows? At halftime, Oklahoma held a 3-0 lead, and the defensive statement had been made. Their team had a, a great deal of character, 
uh, throughout the entire locker room. And I've said it often that it takes a great deal of character, um, you know, to be down 14-0 and uh, against the number one team in the country and come back and win. It takes a great deal of character to go into Manhattan and, and win. It takes a great deal of character to be down by 17 points for four minutes left at Kyle Field uh, on the road and still come back and win. It takes a great deal of character to go to Kansas City and beat K-State. You know, I can give lots of examples of, uh, of when our character came into play. Um, and, you know, we, we, we held each other accountable. Uh, we were disciplined. We, we had respect for one another, and we freaking worked our tails off. We actually believed the guy next to us was going to do his stuff. <laughs> like, he right. was going to do his job. And that accountability was so great in everything, just because we had survived the gamut of Smitty, of course. <laughs> and then <laughs> we had to survive that first. Then we had to survive all the the practices of figuring out, oh, wow, I'm a starting wide receiver, and I start on punting, kickoff return team, and kickoff. They're like, whoa. <laughs> like, knowing that that's all going to be in front of you impossible. And then going out there and performing, like, well, we've already done this next to these guys. And we're not here with the goal of, I'll be here for a while against the NFL. It's like, no, we're trying to win a championship. Like, we're trying to win. Like, we're sick of sucking. We are trying to win games. We watched film at 7 o'clock in the morning with the coaches. We watched film at lunch with the coaches. We watched film before we go practice. So we watched film three times a day to make sure that we knew what we were doing when we got on the football field. Yeah. They had one big play. After that, what they do? Nothing. You know why? Because we prepared for it, and Mike Stoops and Britton Vittables called one of their best games ever because they caught I me. Mean, when you prepare for a game the way you're supposed to, you watch film three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen times before you play the game, hey, you're going to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? The Sooners came out of the locker room on fire, and despite a missed field goal on its first drive, the Sooners stepped up offensively to add to its lead on its second drive. Josh Norman and uh, Mackey come out. Ronaldo works and Seth Luttrell in. 6 of 12 on third down conversions from the Oklahoma 35. It is third and nine. Shotgun formation. They're showing blitz. They rush four. Josh Heupel steps up. He looks. He's still looking. He throws a long pass down for Thatcher. It's caught at the 30. That's Fagan it is. Uh, Fagan at the uh, 30 yard line and leaped in the air, made a tremendous catch and comes down at the 26. Chris Hope on the tackle. We call it Thatcher, who's only on defense. <laughs> and it was a great catch as jumping high in the air was Curtis Fagan. 39 yards on the biggest play of the game and a rocket pass from Heupel. We see the replay and Fagan made a great catch. You got the impression maybe Josh was throwing it away almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two of five this year from this distance, 42 yards. The snap, the ball is down. The kick is in the air. It is long enough. It is good. He hit it in the center's lead by the score of six to nothing with 424 to go in the third period. Wow, Tim Duncan hits a 42-yarder with 424 to go in the third period, and Oklahoma leads by the score of six to nothing. And as has been the story in the first half, the defense continued to dominate the day. Chris Winkie under center, turns, pitches it to Miner. He's hitting the backfield. A great stop by Roy Williams. Who else? He got in and knocked him down after he lost a couple of the 24. From the 26 back to the 24. Oh, Roy, how many times has Roy Williams done that this year? He's something else. He really is. Here's a third down play from the 70 to get about to the 16 for the first down. Shotgun formation. Winky with a blitz on. Blitzing. They throw a pass. 
and it's thrown away as the center splits Winky in the end zone, and it'll be three and out for Florida State. Ante Jones with a great tackle on that punt, and Ante Jones with a blitz there. He has been a factor tonight. He really has, and Strait was in great shape out there on the coverage. Uh, he was just exactly where he needed to be. If he hadn't thrown it away, Strait was there for the pick. So it's a third down play. Here's a big play, Murr. Third down and 10 from the Oklahoma 35. Yeah, of course. Behind Bob, they're in four down territory. It's a deal worth a... Oklahoma has six defensive backs in there. They have it a high formation. Florida State. Winky takes a handoff, back to pass, throws a pass downfield. Oh! Way, almost oh. intercepted. Brandon Everidge had it in his hands and couldn't hold on to it. Intended for Atris Bell, and it's fourth and ten from the Oklahoma 35. This could be one of the biggest plays, if not the biggest play of the year since the national championship game. The ball is 35 yards away. We realize that. But a first down, of course, keeps the drive alive, and uh, the Sooners have only a six-point lead here in the fourth period with plenty of time left, 12-14. And here we go. Let's see what develops. Atlas Bell goes to the right, as does uh, Tyler Gardner. Wide left is Bolden, and Winky's in the shotgun. He's showing blitz, but I don't showing think they'll blitz. do it. I Let's see what happens I here. I don't think they'll blitz. Yeah, they do. And here comes the blitz on Winky. He pump fakes. He steps up. He has a man in the open. And it's tipped oh, away. A great play. Great straight knocked it away from Bolin at the two-yard line. And it's it. Sooners take over on downs on a big defensive play by that fella, number two, who's number one right now. <laughs> Derek Strait. Wow. That's something. Uh, he's, uh, he's had him one fine ball game tonight, Bob, in a lot of ways. Here's another one of those third down plays from the Florida State 10. One of 12 on third down conversions. Talman Gardner is in the lineup. He goes wide to the left side along with uh, Atris Bell. Two wide receivers right. Bolton and Walker. Here it is. Third down and from the 10. Showing blitz. Here's Jonte Jones. <laughs> he gets away from Jonte Jones. He runs upfield and he has fumbles the ball. And the Sooners have it, I believe. Yeah. Run has it at the 15-yard line. It was not free, I think, by Barry Holloman. What a play. As Winky scrambled, Ante had him. Looked like he was going to sack him. Winky dug under the, the arm tackle and uh, ran with the ball. And then he was hit. I think Holloman caused the fumble. And the Sooners have it at the 15-yard line in Florida State Territory. Wow. Terry just told me that they owed us a turnover, Bob, and I guess he knew. <laughs> Roy Williams, wide receiver, wide left, one wide, two wide receivers to the right, shotgun formation, Patrell and Griffin on both sides, hand off to Griffin, down the middle, to the five, to Roy! Right down the middle, touchdown, untouched, a 10-yard touchdown run by Clinton Griffin. At his 17th of the season, and the Sooners go up by the score of 13 to nothing. If they get the extra point. <laughs> right at this moment, it's 12 nothing. They may be thinking about uh, two, but I think it'll probably be one. Holy mackerel, what a run, Murr. We've seen Crenton do that a number of times this year from about that area on the field, Bob. That was Miner, the running back. 
Go lightly is also there. Go lightly to Winky's right. Shotgun, third, fourth and 13 from the Oklahoma 40. Winky gets the snap. He's back to pass. Three-man rush. A pass is thrown. It's dropped. Intended for Miner out of the backfield. The Sooners take over on down. Threw too high. And Oklahoma takes over on downs at their own 40-yard line, leading by a score of 13-0 with 6.21 to go in the fourth period of play. Shotgun formation. Dalmas is showing blitz, but he does not. Back to pass is Winky. He throws the screen pass. And shot. <laughs> Torrance Marshall all over Tolman Gardner, who made the catch in the backfield, and he was screened immediately at the lost five yards it's fourth down and 15 from the 15 and Florida State will be forced to punt it appears what a defense 242 to go incredible defense Murr it's just been uh, uh, you know I, I, I cannot fathom it against Florida State Bob. and with time winding down for Florida State once again the Sooner defense made a play Second down, 10 from the 30-yard line. 24 ticks of the clock to go. Winky gets the snap. He's being Hallman's held. Oh, Hallman was just held, absolutely held. And the Sooners intercept, and that'll cap it. Oklahoma picks it off. Who got the interception? Thatcher, I think. Thatcher and Ante are hugging each other. I'm not... And uh, Ante Jones, and now Coach Stoops is uh, hugging uh, Ben Painter. And I think Coach is going to get a bath in a minute. <laughs> he, he deserves one. They held Barry Halliman. Oh, they sure did. Way. That was very, very obvious. I'm still not sure who made the interception. And, and Coach Stoops did get a, a bath. <laughs> Here it is. Here we see a replay. I think it was on to Jones. Boy, would that be justice. Yes, it was. Ante Jones makes the interception. And the Sooners have 16 seconds to win the national championship of the year 2000. So much for the BCS controversy. <laughs> Incredible. Florida State and Miami, I mean, and Washington wait another year. Unbelievable. Sooners will take a knee, and, I, and uh, that's it. And Heifel turns to the crowd and pumps his fist as the time will run out. And the Sooner fans pour on the field. The police trying to keep him out. Uh, it's four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. Oklahoma wins the national championship. All right, Oklahoma wins it. Thirteen to two. Incredible, great performance. Burr, absolutely outstanding. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Just, just great. I, I just can't say enough about the coaching job that those guys did and the way those players played. Can you believe that? Shut them out except for that safety and uh, just a great job all the way around for the Sooners. Got to quit selling this team short, don't we, Bob? That's absolutely right. Wow, just uh, words just failed you like this. Just incredible. And look at the Sooner fans. They're still in the stands there. Uh, they're going to be there for a long time. And uh, it's just a tremendous effort. The only undefeated team in college football, 13-0. No one gave them a chance. 12-point underdogs. They come in here and shut out Florida State except for a safety late in the game. For the seventh time in program history, 
the Oklahoma Sooners were national champions, and the party was on in Miami. Rocky, how's it feel, pal? Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, couldn't be sweeter, you know. Earned all the respect around the country now. I tell one. you what, this was an incredible defensive performance. How many changes and adjustments? What What was the main key to stopping Florida State? Well, I, I think we only have about one adjustment. I think we're just going to switch it up a little bit. But other than that, our DBs played a heck of a job against their uh, you know, talented receivers. We got pressure on Winky, made him throw a little, couple of interceptions and give him happy feet back there. Really had a great game plan. We, we knew if we executed it, we could, this, this outcome would happen. Hey, here's Murph Johnson. Hey, Roy, all I, all I can say is congratulations. You guys do the best job of carrying out a plan. I know you just meet and work and study. And you play like heck when you're out there, but you execute. Don't you feel that way, that more than anything else, it's the execution the defense has? Yes, sir, Murray. We went out there and executed Coach's uh, game plan, and uh, when you do that, good things happen, just like Coach telling us all year round. Torrance, so uh, what's this feel like, man? Oh, it feels good. Uh, right now, I'm just tired, man. I left it all out on the field. So did everybody on the team, you know? We just, we just came in real focused, and we was all determined. Man, I'm just happy for the team right now. I'm, 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 I'm lost for words. The Sooners won the Orange Bowl 13-2. They won the national championship, and they put Sooner football back on the map with authority. They had proven the doubters wrong and had cemented a spot in Sooner history for eternity. The games are still fresh in our memories. It is a season that will never be forgotten, and it is truly one of the greatest teams in the history of of Oklahoma Sooner football. The more people talk about it to me, the more joy I find in it. That's awesome. It, it, it makes you worry. It's like, you know what? That is extremely hard to do, especially to go there and actually win because there's so many championship games. If you have to the last 20 of them, who has lost on the other end? Other than the ones that we've been the losers, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you who the other team was just because that's how special it is for the team that does win. More than anything, when I think about it, I, as, as the years go by, um, for numerous reasons, it just becomes even more special. You know, um, I was I, I used uh, the championship as an example, talking to my own team the other day, just about how uh, you know nothing in life without uh, nothing in life worth having and worth keeping comes without hard work. And I used the example of the national championship. I was like, guys, like. We worked our tail off for that, and nobody will ever be able to take that from us. Like, we're celebrating 20 years now. 20 years from now, if I'm still around, we'll be celebrating 40 years, you know? And so, uh, it's just, you know, the memories that were, that were, uh, that were uh, gained through that time, but more, more than that, just the relationships that you, that you form during that time is, is, uh, is what makes it um, so cherishable. Once again, the happy total for the national championship Oklahoma 13 and Florida State 2 Sooners national champs. This is Bob Barry. Good evening, everyone. And this is the Oklahoma Sooner Network.